I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this extra wiki episode of Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, or what we're calling DBQs. On DBQs, myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor, my producer friend, Saffron Mirza, who is holding it down for Howard while he is away, are going to be delving into some of the things that have happened in this week's news. And this week, we are discussing... The new law to stop illegal channel crossings has been set out by the government. Yes, so for those who don't know, a new law aimed at stopping illegal channel crossings has been announced by the Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, who told MPs the asylum system was overwhelmed and changes that would stop the boats bringing tens of thousands to our shores. Under this law, those entering the UK via illegal routes will be removed and blocked from returning. There will also be a cap on the numbers of granted asylum. Yeah, well, um, this has uh, been met with a lot of backlash from the Labour Party that say it's a con that risks making the chaos worse. And um, the Shadow Home Secretary has said, we need serious action to stop dangerous boat crossings which are putting lives at risk and undermining border security. Today's statement is Groundhog Day. And they are doing this on the basis that more than 45,000 people entered the UK via channel crossings last year, up from around 300 in 2018, which they believe is a key issue for Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to engage with voters who I guess are the shitty scumbag peasants of our society. Because what I find very strange, uh, Saffron and everyone listening, is that whenever we are trying to come up with solutions for asylum seekers, no one is able to apply the idea that prevention is better than cure. And when it comes to asylum seekers, we have to remember what they're seeking asylum from. Most of these people are fleeing climatological environmental crises, but more often are fleeing economic issues or issues of conflict within their region. Now, what we need to make very clear is the fact that the UK is what is referred to as a war economy. What that means is that the UK is able to monetize its sale of arms and weapons to regimes, irrespective of whether they are despotic or repressive, and therefore create or are able to supply conflict with weapons and artillery, which in turn leads to people needing to seek asylum. So it's very strange to me that no one has been able to work out that maybe if we didn't create the conditions needed to people to seek asylum from, we wouldn't have so many people crossing the channel in dangerous dinghies. Although that being said, 45,000 people isn't very much. And the idea that we are presenting this as something that's very alarming is uh, racist and xenophobic dog whistling, which I find particularly problematic. Now, my problem with this country's immigration policy uh, starts with, first of all, the duplicity of it. Because while this, uh, you know, our current Home Secretary, who has definitely not been an improvement on her predecessor, uh, claims that asylum is crippling our economy and crippling our country, it seems that the hue and tone of both her narrative and the people that are being targeted by these policies is very discriminatory. Because no one is saying this about asylum seekers who have fled the Ukraine at the start of the conflict between Ukraine and Russia. In fact, not only is this actively encouraged, 
but you can also be remunerated and given money if you house a Ukrainian asylum seeker. Uh, however, there are a number of different large-scale conflicts happening all over the world, and it seems strange that if you are Ukrainian, and uh, based on the words of uh, mainstream media pundits, either blonde-haired and blue-eyed or follow a Christian god, you are absolutely fine. But if you uh, do not satisfy any of the aforementioned criteria, then you crossing the channel is problematic. Now, for me, I uh, have seen how badly this can cause tensions, as we saw recently with the rioting that took place in Knowlesley around the Manchester area, where asylum seekers were uh, targeted uh, being in a hotel. And this led to uh, quite large-scale riots and the police having to be involved because a number of, uh, well, just racists and xenophobes decided to attack these people on the typical basis that they saw an asylum speaker speaking to a young girl. So I want to address that first of all and be like, I'm really bored of this idea of people trying to weaponize the idea of paedophilia as a reason to prevent people from seeking asylum in the UK. Because most of you that say that, let's be honest, you don't give a fuck about paedophilia. You don't give a fuck about young women. You know how I know, because the most prolific abuser in this whole country turned out to be a police officer who had been abusing women for two decades and nobody seemed to give a fuck. Not only that, we also have Wayne Cousins, who's been mentioned on previous DBQ's episodes, who kidnapped and raped and murdered Sarah Everard and he had already exposed himself indecently three times and again he was reported and it wasn't brought to justice. So can we stop pretending that we give a fuck about the welfare of young women? Because the same government has been cutting funding, cutting social care, cutting child welfare. The same government who didn't even want to feed your kids in the fucking summer during the pandemic does not give a fuck about the welfare of children. So let's not try that one. The second point about uh, asylum seekers is that this idea that you will block and ban people who have not gone through the legal channels is basically a deliberately created catch-22 by our currently very repressive government that we've seen before with the Windrush scandal. Because let's not forget that during the Windrush, the Caribbean immigrants that came to the UK were not asylum seekers. They were actively invited by this country's government to help in the reconstruction of this country. And after years of working here and being the foundation for our bus services, our national health service, and so many other facets of our society and becoming naturalized over, oh, it goes as far as over 50 years, these people found themselves being deported on the basis that they were not naturalized UK residents or citizens. Although we found out at a later date that the same government that is making these more repressive laws had actually not only hidden these people's documents which had allowed them for their permanent stay, but also destroyed them, which meant they had destroyed any legal recourse for these people to, to remain within the country. Not only have they done that, but due to a number of administrative and clinical errors, they have allowed for several people to die in absentia while trying to return to the UK, despite the fact that they've spent a large part of their lives there. So let's not add that this government knows what it's doing. Now, another attack that this government likes to do is weaponize people of the UK against asylum seekers by making false claims that these people enjoy an opulent lifestyle upon arrival, having full access to housing and benefits. We'll be back after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome back to the show. Can we not pretend that this government gives a fuck about housing people that live here too? Because I live in London and there are more than enough flats going up every day and there's more than enough flats available. But this government, because they receive slushes, slush funds, or they receive kickbacks from housing developers, they turn a blind eye when these housing developers fail to provide affordable housing for UK residents. You want to know how far deep it goes with this country not giving a fuck about UK residents? Let me cast your mind back to Grenfell. That's a bunch of British people were living there and a bunch of people that had gone through legal channels to immigrate to the country were also living there. And what they received was being living in substandard housing where they had flammable cladding and up to this day, not one person can name anybody responsible or name any instance where anybody that was responsible received any reprimand, was arrested or penalised for being responsible for the death of so many people. So let's not pretend that this government really gives a shit. What it seems like is that this is the ongoing dog whistle from Swedish Breverman, who herself is descended from fucking immigrants, I might add, who is continuing with this insane notion where she herself has said that she has dreams of being able to deport people to Rwanda. Now, the Rwanda thing is very interesting because I guess the idea is that maybe it's part of some very sick idea of policy that they will uh, send people to Rwanda because Rwanda was the site of one of the most harrowing genocides conducted in the 20th century. But what they also don't, what people also don't realize is that a large part of that genocide was facilitated by European powers such as France and the UK. And what people might not know is even though this was committed largely with the use of machetes, those machetes were provided by China. So that's a little chunk of how foreign powers can cause issues in countries which again necessitate people needing to seek asylum from. So for me, this is a bunch of bullshit. And I think it's uh, definitely the Conservative Party and the current uh, cabinet using very subversive tactics to galvanize the worst of us and to sensationalize ideas and issues like immigration to make it seem like it's a much worse problem than it is. Because if it was really an issue, we all know the way they can solve that. It's very simple. Stop selling weapons to despotic regimes Stop fueling conflict in order to make a quick buck and then people won't have to leave countries in order to seek asylum. But then at the same time, 
we should speak openly and plainly. And what people who live within the UK should understand, or people in Western general should understand, is that you live within a capital system. And capital, capitalism as an economic system is the exploitation of labor in order for maximum capital gain and also through the exploitation of resources. Those resources also include human resources. So you really need to think about it. If immigration really did stop, then what the fuck would this government use as its policy then? If immigration fully stopped in this country, then all of the businesses and landlords and all of the people that profit from housing asylum seekers, what would they do then? In the same way, I tell people that there is an industry that supports things like unemployment and job centers. You know why? Because if we had 100% employment tomorrow, you know who wouldn't have a job? People that work at fucking job centers. So there are also economies and revenue streams that depend on asylum seekers, even though your government doesn't want to admit it. If we didn't have asylum seekers, what would Nigel Farage do with his fucking day? You know, because you can't just be a gin manufacturing cunt your whole life. So he would have to find something else to do. But as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to this issue, this is just another desperate tactic used by this government to distract your attention from the fact that they are slowly dismantling and privatizing your national health service. And they are using immigration as a uh, weaponizing immigration in order to make you think that these people are crippling an NHS. When really, if you recall correctly, during the pandemic, they were supposed to build a new hospital to deal with this new influx of patients. You've not heard fuck all since that happened, have you? Because they had no intention of doing so. This is another distraction to make you forget that Matt Hancock has deliberately fucked up his role as a health secretary, resulting in over 20,000 deaths in care homes, which is half the amount of people who they say are crossing the channel in order to seek asylum here. I say that, you know, that is a lot of death of indigenous British people. It's a distraction from the fact that austerity continues to eat away at our economy. And also it's a nice distraction making you forget that our last xenophobic endeavor to separate ourselves from the rest of Europe has basically been an act against our own self-interest and has fully crippled the UK economy and resulted in the fact that we are no longer a member of one of the growth economies within Europe. And all this does is try to empower and galvanize racists and bigots and xenophobes in order for them to vote for this party. But whatever you say, it comes down to one thing. If you don't want people coming to your country, then don't sell bombs to their fucking country. So to summarize, I say this is just another regressive policies, which I think are a distraction to drive more division between Britain's voting populace and also to reduce our sense of uh, humanity and empathy towards people that are fleeing for their lives it is a complete misrepresentation of the asylum seeker. And I think any government that was genuine in wanting to stem the flow of migrants trying to escape from conflict back home, they would stop trying to profit from the sale of weapons and artillery to these same despotic regimes. So I just want to take this time to say fuck Swada Braverman, fuck Preeti Patel, anyone that works with them, believes in them or works for them, go fuck yourselves. And God forbid you are ever in a situation whereby you need to run or keep yourself or your family safe. This has been DBQs for this week. Thank you very much for listening.
You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTeast and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity Group.